Welcome to the True Identity Podcast, where we will discuss topics related to your physical, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Nikki Romani. As a certified life coach and athletic trainer, I am passionate about helping individuals discover their true potential, becoming their authentic self, all the while enjoying life in the process. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. This is part two of my interview with Brian Hill. So if you haven't listened to part one about how to build a business and how to create a work-life balance, you should go back and listen to that one because this one's gonna, it has some good nuggets, but it'll flow a lot better if you listen to that one first. And it'll just make a lot more sense. Brian is part owner of Rehab United Physical Therapy And I had the honor and privilege of interviewing him, and we just had so many great topics that I wanted to split this interview up into two different episodes. So I put a link in the show notes for you to go back to the first episode, but here is part two where we talk more about body mechanics, having good posture, what to do because we're sitting so much and how to stretch our hips and how everything is connected. Our body is connected. And so if there's one portion that's not working correctly, we need to look at other parts of our body to see what's going on. So we talk a lot about that in this portion. And then we talk about body, mind, and spirit and how everything is connected. So in order for our body to move properly, we need to be in the right headspace. And we talk about the spirit and our emotions and how mentally we are affected, especially if we've had an injury, it really can mess up your mental game. And so we talk about going to therapy or talking to someone, having a life coach. So this is an episode all about body, mind, and spirit. But to give you a recap of where we ended in the first part of this interview, Brian's going to jump right in and talk about a lot of noise. So we talk about being distracted in this society that we live in and turning our phones off, turning off social media, and just being present with our family. So that's kind of what we ended talking about in the first part of this interview. And so this second part is where we left off. So I hope you enjoy this part two of my interview with Brian Hill. And there's so much noise. One of my favorite photos to take nowadays is I take a photo of everyone else with their head down and their phone. So we're out on a bike ride, beautiful San Diego. It's absolutely gorgeous. We're at the coast. Everyone stopped and they're all looking at their phone. And so I don't, I just joke and take a picture or video of them all looking at their phone and I wow, they're, that beautiful sunset. Now, granted, it's been raining a lot lately, but uh, it's very difficult because technology is coming at us so fast nowadays. And in our industry, you know, Dr. Google is a problem. You know, people come in and Dr. Google said I have this, right? And I'm like, well, my degree is a little bit better than Dr. Google's. So I, I do think that it, right, more now more than ever, we have to, we have to create that time where we're, where brain is not so stimulated. Like think this is something I always say and, I, and maybe it'll help someone think, but as a kid, 
my, I, I'm old enough, I would go outside and we would lay down after like swimming in the pool and look up at the clouds and we would see what the clouds look like. The only way you can do that is if you have time where you just sit and do not, I mean, literally you're thinking about a cloud and it looks like a rabbit or something. And people aren't doing that anymore. You know, most of the time they're running into someone. I mean, San Diego has had four or five people fall off a cliff because they're looking at their phone. That's so true. This is like a whole nother topic we could get into. But another thing that I think about when I see people looking on their phones is their posture and like their poor necks and the rounded shoulders and all the problems that people are having because of that. <laughs> and all the kids that sit in their computers and their four. Yeah. And we're treating all those patients because they end up with back pain and neck pain. Mm-hmm. So to all you listeners out there, sit up straight when you're Instagramming and texting. I actually told the girl that I babysit, she's now 12. And so she has her own phone, she Instagram. And I was looking over at her and she was hunching over and I said, put your shoulders back. And she did it. I was like, you need to have better posture when you're looking at your phone. I'm either you're looking at your phone with good posture, or I'm going to just take it from you for a few moments. (laughs) I think that I think one of the things that goes for anyone in terms of learning opportunities. We don't like it when people tell us what to do. We like to solve it on our own. And so what I do is I point out someone yesterday, I literally was watching two girls in a coffee shop talk. Girl on the left is vertical, no back to her chair, sitting up beautifully. The other girl is sitting across from her, really hunched over. And I just said to the person with me, a young individual that is always on their phone, I said, you tell me what looks more a attractive professional who would you want to hire interview wise who would you want on your team and it was no brainer right the girl that looks like she has some posture and it's amazing again we sit all the time right we sit to drive we sit to eat we sit at work sit at the computer sit, sit, sit. so our hips are tight our back starts to get tight why do you think we have all these problems we were never meant to sit this mm-hmm yeah. So what are some ways that people can, you know, fix that or incorporate like more body mechanics into their day to day? It's funny because, you know, our methodology and we're kind of that methodology is more the subconscious rather than the conscious. We always talk about don't be so conscious about your movement, you know, knees over toes or mm-hmm. this movement or that. And we're trying to get people to do that naturally. The problem is in something like that, we do need to be very conscious of it, at least for a period of time to be mindful of what our posture is like. The other thing is we have to create the opposite effect. So anytime we're forward, rounded shoulders, poor posture, we have to do something that extends our back, elongates us. So everyone in the world has a foam roll, I feel like. It's like a I think you get a driver's license and a foam roll when you leave the DMV. You lay over that ball, lay over that foam roll and extend your back and really get into the mobility uh, portion of things. Back strengthening exercises are outstanding. And, and we've also grown up in a time where it was three by 10 and you know three, three sets of 10 and the weight wasn't that strong. And now we're really trying to drive home uh, in particular posture, posture, posture musculature would be high reps, endurance type exercises, because again, backpacks, posture, we're sitting in that forward position so much. Um, and then not being just bilateral or symmetrical retraction of the shoulder, like bringing your shoulder blades together. 
but also alternating. So maybe if you had sport cords or pulleys and you're pulling right arm, left arm, and working the, the rotational component of the spine, because we don't just bend forward, we, you know this, we move side to side and we rotate. So every aspect of our body moves in three planes of motion. And so rather than just sticking into that sagittal forward and back type drive, we can really focus on some alternative uh, movements. There's so many programs out as well online. You can sit at your computer and pull up, you know, exercises. YouTube's amazing. You just, how do I fix my bad posture? And you'll end up with 3 million views on that, you know. So at least be proactive about it and do something about it rather than just being, you know, just succumb to the fact that I'm, I need to look at my phone so much that I'm not willing to, you know, or go old school and throw a book on your head and, and walk. And I don't know if you know any parents that did that to their kids, but that was an old school technique. Yeah. For the good posture. Yep. Correct. I'm not that old, but that is definitely how they used to do it. <laughs> or a good old fashioned ruler to the, you know, to the arm if you're not sitting up straight. Right. Yep. <laughs> now we're really talking. Now we're talking ancient dinosaur times. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't happen now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so now kind of going into that, let's talk about like body mechanics and everything because you're a physical therapist. I'm an athletic trainer working as an aide too. And I feel like I see this a lot where people don't really realize that everything's connected. Like I was talking to a mom and her son has shin splints. And so I started asking her questions about his shoes or his feet and his hips. And she's like, well, I never really thought about that. I was just like con more concerned about like, how do I fix the shin splints? Like, what do I do to his shin? She wanted me to put KT tape on his shin. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're in a, in a society that wants the quick fix. We know yeah. that. We want the manipulation. Chiropractic care is so prevalent because it gives us an immediate sensation. Your, your teaching to the parent is something we really encourage, which is this chain reaction of movement that the body goes through and how vital below and above the problem are. We say look below the joint or below the issue or pain and look above it. So if I have back pain, I look at the mid-back and I look at the hips. Immediately, those are always my go-to. So if you have low back pain, you're sitting there, you should 100% start going after your hips and mobilize your hips. The proof is in the pudding. It is over and over proven that that is a very direct reason we get back pain. Most people don't have acute back pain that's coming directly from their back. They have tight hips. We just talked about sit, sit, sit. All we do is sit. Of course, we're tight in the hips. Posturally, we just talked about poor posture. So we should be working our thoracic spine. You talk about feet, you know, I'm a foot nerd. I love feet. I'm such a big fan of looking at feet. There's really nothing else that's impacting us so significantly than the feet. We're on the ground walking over and over. And even though it's a bilateral foot on the ground uh, mechanic, we really have a lot of single leg activity, right? And so we have to be careful that we're not eliminating that as an option. So we go and get shoes from someone who's had two days of training that tells us this shoe is going to fix our problem. We're sold a crappy orthotic on, you know, for 40 bucks or $80 at some of the local stores. And the problem is we don't have someone with real good education giving you that information. You should not be getting your foot advice from someone that's been through a weekend course. That doesn't mean an orthotic over the counter isn't going to help, but 
you know, you're looking at the foot and what it does, and it's so complicated. If it wasn't complicated, it wouldn't be 26 bones. It would be one bone. <laughs> it's not, so we have to look at that. And then we deal with gravity, ground forces, all those things. Um, and and what, what you said is exactly what we tell our clients. You need to look at all the things influencing the movement, the weakness, the strength, the pain in your area, wherever you're having a problem, and then we're going to address what we think might mechanically be causing that. And if you're in the medical industry at all, all our research is on a dead body, a cadaver on the table. We don't learn a lot from dead tissue. We learn only as a string where it attaches in, in both points, but we don't really learn how it moves. So all our education for the last, you know, 300 years is based on this is where it attaches and therefore we should do this. When if you really analyze it, and we our analysis is, starts at what we call principles. So those are the truths of function. That is the bucket of things that are not arguable. doesn't matter where you went to school or I went to school. Physics exists, gravity exists, ground reaction, three planes of motion, mind, body, spirit. All that exists. It's not arguable. Number two is strategically. So we look at if our strategy doesn't surround itself and founded on the truth, then it's probably not a great strategy. And then finally, the technique should be the last thing we pick, but we want the technique first. So mm -hmm. what do you get, Nikki? Hey, you're an athletic trainer. Oh, my shoulder hurts. What should I do? And you're like, yeah. I can give you a million different things. <laughs> Just because your shoulder hurt doesn't mean there's a cookie cutter solution. So why does your shoulder hurt? Is it, do you have a neck pinch and the nerve in your shoulder's a problem? Did you actually strain you know, your shoulder? Did you break it? Did you have a labral tear? There could be a million things. So one, if you know a therapist, athletic trainer, don't just ask them for five exercises. Go and see them, right? But, but it is important that we challenge the norm. And what, what I think is problematic, and this is, this is accepted in the tech industry, it's constantly changing, right? There's a new watch every, what, month? There's a new phone every six months. But in the medicine arena, we're doing the same things we did 30 years ago. And we're really just starting to see that shift. If you go on Instagram, I mean, you're seeing every video on how to do things differently. We still need to continue to push that envelope because there's such a better way of doing things than what maybe we have traditionally thought. And I think it's because we're, we're better critical thinkers now. We're able to get out of that, hey, 30 years ago, my professor taught me this. And you realize, wow, the rotator cuff actually doesn't isolate like that when we throw a ball. So that doesn't mean I can't ever do that exercise. It just doesn't need to be the principal movement we do. And we have to actually think differently. And how do I engage my hip in a throwing motion if my kid is a thrower or I'm, a, I'm playing flag football on my own and I want to throw the ball, whatever. I don't know how many of your listeners have kids, so. <laughs> Probably not too many. What's, you know. what's your demographic? <laughs> what's your demographic out there? You know, millennials. Yeah, okay. So millennials. <laughs> Well, the, good, the great thing about millennials is they're the biggest adventurers in the world, right? So they want to go and do something their friend suggested. So, hey, let's go climb Kilimanjaro. Heck yeah, man. I want to go do this. I want to do that. Well, that means we need to be in shape. We need to be ready. We need to be doing things that prepare us to be on the fly. And I always had that rule. I wanted anyone to come up to me and say, and you know Jack, he invited me to do uh, Mount Whitney. And I wanted to be able to just say yes on a dime and go do something. And that's always been something I believed in. And the only way you can do that is if you're taking care of your body. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs>
And I can tell that you're very passionate about this and I love it so much. Well, I better be. I mean, it is my business. <laughs> I know. And I love that you mentioned, well, because my on this podcast, I like talking about body, mind, and spirit. And I love you just like threw that in really quick because it's it's true. Like it's all connected. It's all related. So what's going on in our mind affects our body and our spirit. We kind of got to, we have to feed every part of it. You've heard the term driver uh, from us and from your teachings and for your community that a driver is anything that in, in physical nature that moves something. So, you know, if we take our hand and reach it across our body, it turns our chest and we call that an arm driver. Or if you look a certain way left and you turn your head left, that's an eye driver. I believe the two biggest drivers are pain and love. And I think emotion comes from the spirit, not from anything else. So when people come to see us, and I believe this not just in our industry, but in any, any industry, I truly believe this, that if we look at just the human being in front of us as this body and the physical nature of them and the words they're saying, then it's easy to get angry, frustrated with a waitress that's not on time, or we're sitting at the DMV and we're pissed at the lady behind the counter. But if we start to look at them at, at more from the spirit perspective, that emotions come from that, then we tend to err on the side of being a little bit more gentle or kind or we can sympathize or empathize a little bit more effectively. And you know me, I'm a super emotional being. And I think a lot of that came from my upbringing. My parents give me hugs all the time and said, I love you. But I learned real quickly that I got more out of the emotional reaction than I could ever get from the physical. So I saw if I was able to influence someone's mind from the perspective of the emotion, I knew I was touching their spirit and then their mind would get on board, their body would get on board. Next thing you know, I'm manipulating is the word my mom used to say. Uh, but I just felt like I was emotionally influencing someone to maybe find something in their capacity that they didn't know they had or whatever. And that's how I played soccer. I felt like I could get inside my own players' heads to make them perform better. And I never did it by yelling at them. I never did it by, you know, physically pushing them harder. I always did it by, I think, by spiritually challenging them. I found out what they love and are driven for, and then they would always work harder in that capacity. So I'm a big spirit guy. I love it. And just yesterday, I was working at the clinic, and there we have a patient there who's a high-level athlete, and he's been really frustrated because he's not where he thought he could be or he should be because his doctor was telling him one thing and such. And so I could just tell that something wasn't was off. And he even told me like, I didn't sleep very much last night. I have so much on my mind. So while he was icing, I just went over to him and I said, are you okay? Like I just, I'm a life coach and this is why I became a life coach is because I know it's not just about how you perform or your injury. And I know that it, it's all, it's mental too. And so I asked him, I said, do you have someone that you can talk to that you trust? Like, are, are you going to therapy? Are you getting counseling? Do you have someone that you can talk to? And he's like, oh, I don't really need to talk to anybody. I'm okay. And then like the more I, I like took time and like asked him questions and he, he started to realize like, wow, I'm really not okay. And so he opened up a little bit and I just was able to chat with him about ways that he can improve himself mentally. Like I even told him, you know, like start writing down everything that you're thinking about. Like the reason why you're not sleeping is because you're 
you're just trapped in your thoughts and they have nowhere to go. So I was like, just get a pen and paper and just write them down. And so I just like gave him a few tips. And after I was done, he just was like, he told me, thank you. He's like, thank you so much. And I, I'm going to see him again tomorrow. And I'm so excited to like check in and see how he's doing. That's so awesome. I mean, one, I, you, that's why I love you. And, and two, it's, it's what I want all of our team members doing for people. It's so much more than showing up and treating your elbow or whatever. I mean, in that moment, I'm, one, I'm listening to you, taking it all in, but also you're forced, you all, we live our life through our own eyes. And when we hear someone talk, we immediately go into our own brain and we start putting that information into something we've experienced. It's impossible not to. Whenever I have conversations with people in business that I'm trying to really focus on a task, I have them have a piece of paper where they'll write down those random thoughts because you want them to come back and focus on, on you. So I was trying to do so mentally to make sure I was listening and I loved it. It made me think of a couple of things. One, we have a patient who completely sliced her Achilles from a mirror in Mexico. Yes. They had to wrap that ankle and drive all the way three, four hours to a hospital in the United States. Can you imagine what that must have felt like? And she's a soccer player. She's, she's literally a portion that she cares so much about of her life is taken away. You can imagine how much mental trauma that can have on you. And if we aren't there for that client, who's going to be there? Because we're not really good at dealing with our own psychological issues. You said psychology. I mean, I would venture to bet there's not a ton of your listeners, and, and whether that's young, old, that understand how valuable having either a life coach and or a psychologist to speak to. Unfortunately, in the United States, insurances are terrible at covering it, but it's one of the best things. I love a good psychology session. I, I could do it all day long. And I'm, no, I'm not unlike your the client you're talking about because one young, young female should know that men are taught from a very young age to keep emotion in, to not share their weaknesses. And the best thing a guy could ever have or partner, it doesn't have to be male, female, whatever you, whoever you are, <clears throat> is to have someone that they can trust and they can listen to and get things off. Because just like you said, as much as I don't want to take my business home, I do. And when things are stressful, I internalize all of this and I, I really hold on to it and I might have some sleepless nights, but I do best when I have the ability to sit down and process with someone, whether that's writing things down, a, a journal. That's why I think meditation or mindfulness is so key. And again, time without the computer, without the phone. But I also think if you do what you just did, which is stop thinking of yourself for a moment and you go try to help someone else, suddenly it helps you kind of process and realize, wow, I have some deep things that I need to think about. I have some things that are really, I'm struggling with. And we all go through it. I mean, if you're going to be out there and you're going to start your own business or you're going to go to medical school or become an athletic trainer, you sure as heck better know it's going to be tough and there's going to be some really tough times. And during school or during life, you're going to have a relationship and you're going to have a breakup or you're going to have divorces or you're going to have problems with kids. And I mean, everyone's got their issue. We just need to do, I think, one of our values, one of our missions, one of our purposes for Rehab United is to give our community, again, an opportunity to heal. And that is not just the physical, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's why it's so important that it's not me, it's not just my mission, it's the vision and mission of our company is that anyone that works for us 
should be out there trying to help people feel better and they need that. And I think that speaks volumes of you, but also, man, I, if someone can hear, you know, what we're talking about, I joked with you about this show I watch. It's called God Friended Me. And you <laughs> sent me a message back. I have to read the, or watch this movie. Um, to name the movie again. God's God is not dead. dead. Yeah, right. So what I love is in this, in this show, it is all about serving people. And the number one uh, value that our company has is to serve. And service is such a cool, cool deal that when you give something of yourself to others, how much benefit you get back. It's so cool. And my job, I mean, I get that reward every single day. It's one of the coolest things we ever get to do. So if you're out there thinking, what am I going to do next? Medicine's a pretty darn good thing to get into. If you want to help people. Yes. Don't you agree? Oh, I agree. <laughs> I do. I do agree. I know. You're <laughs> good at it. I mean, we're, I, I think our personalities are meant for this. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And I just want to say a shout out to uh, Rehab United. So if anybody's listening and they're like, oh, I really want to get some orthotics or something, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to go check out Rehab United and um, have an appointment with Brian. <laughs> right? No, I, I, yeah. I think if, one, if, people, if people are out there and they're hurt, like I always tell people, just like anything else, do something about it. Don't. Right. Don't just sit on and have a sprained ankle for three months. It's silly. And and really, we're the most strongest position practitioners in the musculoskeletal world to deal with these issues. You have an athletic trainer like yourself that's immediately on the field saying, wow, you have a problem. I've diagnosed this and have the skill set to treat that. But outside of that field, when people aren't being heard, at, there's not an athletic trainer on their at their park when they were playing soccer Unfortunately, there should be, but there's not. So then they have to go somewhere and a PT is the place to go. But we also have those internship programs where people can come and see, hey, is this something I want to do? Or I am very passionate about physical therapy or being a PA or an MD. Great place to start. And, you know, with six clinics in San Diego, we, we need a lot of volunteers. And, you know, that's how you started to some extent. And now you're obviously working for us, but less a pit about Rehab United, but more about really being proactive in in the industry you want to be in and be okay with hey showing up and I'll give you I'll give you my time so that I can prove a to you I'm a good person I can add value to your business but aside from that I really want to learn mm -hmm. and there's no more value than people that want to learn it's just it's the, one of the best things we can we can hunt down when someone we're hiring yeah is as we close our talk today which this has been awesome and I love um, our time together Brian just hearing more of your heart and what's going on in your head and your passion coming alive I just really love hearing from you so thank you but do you have any um, final words of advice for any for the listeners oh my goodness advice yeah I, I think if I, one of the things I always say to new employees that come on to Rehab United is I really challenge them to have a purpose. And I think sometimes people think purpose is I need to know what I'm going to do. Like I need to have a plan. I need to have a mission. I need to, I need to know what I'm supposed to be. And sometimes we just don't know that. But I think something I really push our team members to think about is their purpose. What are, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? 
And I think that kind of guides the way. The other thing I would tell, in, in particular, you have a lot of young listeners, and you and I have talked about millennials. I think millennials are amazing. They're going to change the world. I would strongly tell you, because I hire a lot of millennials, and the ones I love are the ones that will come in and work their butts off and really give everything to that position they possibly can, because that's what we're looking for. We're looking for someone that can be dynamic. And if you do that, you get autonomy. You get the ability to make some decisions for yourself. It's when you come in and kind of give half of your with issues. And that's some, it's just a challenge we deal with on a regular basis. And I think sometimes millennials get this bad name, oh, lazy, this and that. And it's not the truth. What they want is a purpose. And so if you come in and believe, you find a company that you believe in, it's a lot easier to have a purpose. And, you know, you're not a full-time employee because you have a lot of things you want to do. But when you are here, you have an opportunity to give that side of yourself. And I've never seen you give any less than 100%. That's my advice. The other thing I would say is <clears throat> this podcast just reminds me of all our talks. The difference is we're actually recording this one. And normally we just have these talks like on the soccer field at Surf Cup or, you know, in the break room or whatever. So it's, it's uh, really cool and exciting for me to see you living your dream and pushing the envelope and talking about topics that inspire others to go out there and do something really impactful. So that's super cool. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Brian. I really enjoyed my interview with Brian, and I hope you did too. And make sure if you didn't catch part one to go back and listen to that episode. And make sure to refer to the show notes so you can get links on things that we talked about. And I also have something for you. I know we talked about stretching and moving your body and foam rolling. Well, I have something for you that could help you guide you through stretches and foam rolling techniques. So I have a link in the show notes for you, but if you go to my website, NikkiRomani.com and click on courses, it will be there for you, but it is just a guided video of me going through different exercises and stretches for you to help you and guide you. If you are lost and don't know where to start, that is a great place to start. So I have that available for you. But yes, make sure to refer to the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you know when upcoming episodes will be available to you. So I hope you enjoyed this interview with Brian. There are so many great takeaways. And in this episode, talking about just having good posture and sitting up straighter and not being so glued to your phone and being present with your family and looking at the full body when something's going on. The full body also includes not just your physical body, but mind and spirit. And I love that Brian touched on that because that's what I'm all about here on the True Identity Podcast because our body is connected, body, mind, and spirit. And we just talk about how your emotions are involved, your mindset is involved in everything that we do. And just to have a good mindset, positive attitude, but also to work through those emotions. And you may need some help, like going to a psychologist and getting therapy, and that's okay. So I love that he talked about that as well. But if you are curious about learning more in regards to physical therapy and getting your body checked out if you do have an injury or looking into getting some orthotics, go to RehabUnited.com and 
even get a free injury screen with them to see if they can help you in any way possible to figure out what's going on. They are amazing and I really enjoy working with them and just working through the functional body mechanics and all of that. It is amazing and there is not many places like Rehab United. So go check it out if you are in San Diego or Seattle. But this was super fun. Thanks so much for listening and thank you for joining us on this two-part episode of Interview with Brian Hill. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, your true identity is not what you do, but who you are. And you are awesome.